Welcome to the only podcast for piano teachers just starting out, Piano Teacher Primer. My name is Angela Toon. Keep listening for the prime pro tips you can use with your own students right away. Welcome back to the Piano Teacher Primer podcast. Angela Toon here with you for episode 42, three tips for piano parent involvement. But before we dive in, don't forget my masterclass is coming up. I could go on and on about the importance of scales and chords, and I teach them in kind of a strange way, right? I teach more on the piano, more by rote, the patterns, how the scales are all the same, not just how they are all different. They're all different with sharps and flats, but there is the same pattern. And I, of course, as piano teachers, we're really good at breaking things down, and I teach it in a simple way. So even though I've had classical training, this is not going to be a college level theory class, okay? This is how to teach it so it is accessible for you and your students. And then the very next week, so Tuesday, September 19th, how I teach scales, and then the very next Tuesday, both of these 10 a.m., both of these an hour, is Chords Secrets Decoded. And this is how I connect the scales to the chords and then some ways that I incorporate chords into the piano lesson to help them improve their note reading and memorization, but also they can do a lot of other creative things with the chord knowledge and even going on to other instruments. It's incredible what they can do with the knowledge of chords. So just come and check it out. Trust me and I will see you guys there. AngelaToon.com. Sign up for both classes so that we can see you there. Okay, back to piano parents. The most effective philosophy is something like a triangle. Three points, the student, and the teacher and the parent all working together for the success of these music lessons. But what does it look like in real life? In theory, we can imagine an ideal world where the parents are just heavily involved with everything. But what is really a practical approach that is going to work for everybody? And we can think of this on like a continuum. If there's no parent involvement on one side, we don't want that. But do, have you ever had a parent overstepping their bounds a bit, maybe answering for the child, not letting the child talk, not letting the child play, making themselves at home in your house, maybe could get a little bit uncomfortable. We get concerned about each end of the spectrum. We want to be kind of somewhere in the middle, but leaning toward more parent involvement rather than less. So I'm going to share three tips on this. Number one will be clear expectations, setting those up in advance, and two will be communicate all along the way, and three will be individualize it a bit, and I'll share what that means later. All right, number one, have clear expectations. For If you're a new teacher, you're going to want to come up with those expectations first. You can change it as you go along, but decide kind of what you're going to be comfortable with and what you're not going to be comfortable with. And I will share what some of my piano friends do, and I'll share what, what I have in my policy letter. One teacher friend of mine requires parents to come to every lesson and take notes. It's a great way to filter committed families and frees up your attention away from writing to focusing really on the student and teaching, and then the parent takes the notes for you. And then you can communicate directly with the parents right there for anything that you need. Another teacher friend of mine 
she texts each family every evening after the piano lessons, and that just gives her a good chance to send quick updates, positive things that happened, things that can be worked on that week, and music to get, and things that come up. Um, another teacher comes out to the cars to talk to the parents, but sometimes would go over into the next lesson so often that she would be off for the whole rest of the evening. I guess her students just understood that they would be late and then they would go over. So I guess if you understand that, then it works fine. I do go out to the cars occasionally, uh, but uh, only at the end of the day so that it doesn't interrupt my entire flow. I'm gonna read to you actually what I have in my policy letter for parents. It's a section called, How Should I as a Parent Be Involved? Quote, positively ensure practicing happens. Help it be a habit. Reward a forward direction. Delay privileges like screen time until practicing is completed. In the piano notebook, mark a check for each day of practice and add the parent initial, earning the student extra piano bucks points. Check the notebook for their practicing assignment and piano homework pages marked with a star. Be in contact with me on how things are going musically at home. I don't share that with you to be like, this is how you must do it. My point is set up the clear expectations, have a meeting with the parent and the student before you start teaching them and set these things up. So whatever you want the parent involvement to be, state that clearly in your policy letter and tell them verbally. And you might need a little reminders along the way. Also think about how much involvement you want the parent to have with practicing. So some teachers will say for a certain number of years, the parent needs to sit with the child and practice with them every time. And then some don't say anything, so they might not be involved at all. Especially, I think if the parents do not play an instrument themselves, they might need a little education on what it takes. They might think in their minds that the child is gonna skip off and practice and love it every day. And they're gonna want to practice every day. But let me tell you, they're not gonna wanna practice, some of them, any more than they're gonna wanna do school homework. But did the parents ensure school homework? We hope so, right? So you can, again, state what you want. And, and I read to you my policy letter that I say, make sure the practicing happens, but I don't state clearly that they need to sit there with them. However, I will have them listen for certain things. So this is where occasional texts come in and I'll text the parent, listen for the student to be hands together this week. Listen for them to be memorized this week. So you can send certain things for them to listen for and check for. Oh, by the way, the student hasn't completed their theory pages for three weeks. Can you help them remind them about that? And parents are happy often to do that. We just have to let them know. Sometimes we have no idea really what's happening at home. The student might be pleasant and attentive and polite in lessons and then go home and throw full on tantrums. I know this from experience as a teacher, but I also know this experience as a parent. And sometimes the practicing at home can be a real conflict between the parent and the child. And sometimes this conflict can be so bad that it causes them to stop piano lessons. We don't want that. So this suggestion is going to sound kind of weird. But if there is a conflict with the parent and, you know, it's a power struggle sometimes. And it could look different ways. One thing I've seen is the child saying, I'm playing it right. And the parent who plays the piano says, no, I'm pretty sure that note is here. But my teacher said to play it this way. And you've got an argument, right? So with certain personalities, I have suggested in the past, hey, parent, you know what? Let me take it from here. 
Like maybe the child is older and able to sit for long enough and focus. And I'll say, parent step back. So this is kind of strange coming from a parent involvement podcast to say sometimes I ask the parent to step back and I say, I will handle it from here. I would prefer them play the wrong note the whole week and then I correct it in the lesson rather than having conflict with you. They will figure it out and I can be, you know, strict with them and I can make sure that I correct them and I have confidence in that and so the parent can just make sure the practicing happens and it doesn't become a power struggle. Does that make sense? Another suggestion with communicating clearly is it's helpful when the student is older and they have their own phone, especially when they're in like high school and they're managing their own schedule. I text the student and the parent in a group text format and then it's not sketchy an adult texting a minor, but it's also the parent on there. And then the parent can respond about the scheduling. The student can respond about the scheduling and it's just a quicker rather than waiting for the parent to text their own child and then the child texts back and then they text me. It's like we're all on the same page. So that's really helped with teenage students. Another thing with communicating clearly, if you don't have the parent come into the lesson very often, you can invite the parent to come in for certain situations. So for example, we do a little solo festival and the students are all judged on their performance and then we get these rating sheets back with the judge's comments on them and a, and a score. So I love to have the parent come into the lesson afterwards and go over the papers and what the judges said and their score reveal. And it's a fun time to say, hey, the, all three judges mentioned rhythm. And I've been working on rhythm with the student too. So that's something we can all work on together. It's like a little miniature parent-teacher conference. And I just text each parent and say, come in to the first or last half of the lesson and we'll go over the pages and reveal the score together. So if you can find a certain reason to have the parent come in. Another thing that I love to do is have the parent play duets with the student if they play the piano. So I'll tell, I'll do both. I'll tell the student, get your mom to come and play the duet with you. Superly helps with rhythm and many other things, continuity and things. And then I'll also text the parent, hey, play the duet with your student this week. I do that all the time. And I think it's strengthening the connection of the parent and the child. And then also strengthening the connection of the piece to the student. And this kind of goes into tip number three individualize it a bit, okay? And I say a bit because we wanna make it work for us as a teacher. We wanna do things that we are comfortable with, ways of communicating that we like, but also if you're willing to, you know, up to a certain point, you can individualize your communication for the families. So that's kind of an example with the teenage students. Another example is I have a family who the mom works full time. So similarly, I will send maybe an extra reminder to this student so that the mom and the student get the reminders and then the student can remember his lesson. Another family that I have, they have nine children. So you can maybe imagine, I can't really imagine what that would be like, but it helps to send a few extra reminders to that family. So individualize it a bit. We learn our student styles, right? Our sensory modes of our students. We learn the things that work for them, the things that are difficult for them. But then we can also learn the parents' ways of communicating and what works and what maybe doesn't. 
And rather than getting frustrated, sometimes I'm willing to do a couple of things extra for certain families, but I understand if you have a lot of students, you're not gonna be able to do that. So do what works for you. If you prefer digital, do that. If you only like texting, do that. I prefer email, so I do that. And then I just text for other things because it's so quick. On my pages that I write on in the notebook, I have a little parent corner. So before texting, yes, yes, I've been teaching so long that I've been teaching since before texting was around. Uh-huh. So I used to have a parent corner and we would write notes back and forth right in the notebook. And sometimes we still do that. But texting has kind of replaced that. So it's just interesting, right? Yeah, some teachers that I know, they just text and it works really well for them. So within the bounds of what you're willing to do, you can individualize it a bit. And then also remember, the parent is your client. They're the ones paying for the lessons and we want to have a successful experience with the student, but we also want the parent to be in the loop and to know what's going on. So don't be afraid to reach out, even if you're like younger than the parent, don't be afraid. You're the expert on music. And don't be afraid to educate them on what it takes to learn piano. Educate them on what practicing looks like and that the student is probably not gonna enjoy it all the time. And teach them, hey, delay some privileges so that they will get that practicing done. And I promise the rewards will be amazing. So educate your families and also delight your families with recitals and the things that the parents can see happening, the positive cha changes in their child. If there's something extra amazing in a lesson, text it to the parent. They will just be delighted to hear the progress that their child is making. They may not notice because it's so incremental at home, but weekly and monthly and yearly, it's just incredible. Okay, that's all I have for you today, but I'm sure you guys have had some experiences or some good ideas, either you growing up or with your parent or as a teacher. So would you hop on Instagram, AngelaTune underscore, there's a post for this episode and comment on there some horror stories or some success stories that you've had. And let's all share together some ideas of improving the parent involvement in our studio. Thank you. And I'll see you guys at the master classes. Some people have already signed up. Thank you. Can't wait to hang out with all of you. AngelaToon.com. Are you having as much fun with this podcast as I am? Are you getting some actionable tips? Help more beginning piano teachers find us by leaving a rating and a review. On Apple, you just scroll down to the bottom and click on the stars. And on Spotify, you click the three dots near the top and click rate show. Also visit AngelaToon.com for free videos, downloads, courses. Together, we'll change the world one student at a time.